Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Family Law Talk. Family Law Talk. Presented by Kirk Stangy of Stangy Law Firm, PC, with offices in the Midwest. Stangy Law Firm is a family law firm. Now, here's your host, Kirk Stangy. Welcome to Family Law Talk. We have an interesting topic today. The topic is, can any attorney help with a collaborative divorce? Now, this episode today is based on an article on our blog, collaborativedivorcerepresentation.com, and the date of that article is November 4th, 2018, and the title of the article is, Can I Hire Any Attorney for a Collaborative Divorce? So as a follow-up to the episode today, Go on over to Collaborative Divorce Representation and read this article. Definitely a good follow-up, and it will really help sort of break down some of the same things we're going to talk about in the episode today. So here, here's the topic. Let's go ahead and jump on in. When folks are going through a divorce or a family law matter, uh, many like the idea of it being done collaboratively, right? So the idea of a collaborative divorce to most folks, it has a nice ring to it. Uh, Many like the way that sounds. When they think of a collaborative divorce, they think that sounds a heck of a lot better than going to court, having a judge decide what's going to take place for them and their family. And they contemplate the idea of contested proceedings, maybe attorney fees. And they think about the fact, you know, that how are they going to get along uh, with their soon-to-be ex-spouse or the other party after the case is over. After all, you know, if you go through a contested case, you go through a trial, emotions can run high, Things can feel a bit nasty, right? And and really, in a lot of instances, this can result in hard feelings. And so a lot of individuals are seeking to avoid it. And so the idea of a collaborative divorce, again, it sounds good. It sounds fine. It sounds better. For a lot of individuals, it sounds preferred than a nasty, uh, contested case. But the question a lot of folks have is this, which is, well, who do I hire to do a collaborative divorce? Can any divorce or family law attorney do these kinds of cases? Now, these are the types of questions lots of individuals have, and, and really, when you think about it, uh, and if you research it, a lot of attorneys out there that do uh, family law will have the term collaborative somewhere on their webpage or somewhere on their li- literature, right? A lot of attorneys have stuff about court and trial and contested cases, but a lot of attorneys at the same time will have pages on, on uncontested divorce, and again, it might have the term collaborative sort of uh, glommed in there with the rest of the language, and, and a lot of individuals are sort of confused by this. In other words, they think, is collaborative divorce, is that the same as an uncontested divorce, or is that the same thing as a non-contested divorce? And for a lot of parties, really on a surface level, um, I think they really think, you know, it sounds like the same thing, right? It's sort of birds of the same feather, uh, all really sort of the same concept, And so uh, for a lot of individuals, it can be a little bit confusing. And so, again, the question is, are uncontested divorces, uh, are they the same thing as a collaborative divorce? And when an individual is looking to hire an attorney uh, for a collaborative divorce, you know, what kinds of traits or training are they looking uh, for the attorney to have uh, in this area of law? And so, I mean, here's really the deal in a nutshell, which is, look, an uncontested divorce is – a, a different uh, sort of creature, if you will, than a collaborative divorce. And for a lot of individuals, uh, that might sound sort of confusing at first, but it's really not uh, one of the same. And let me explain how uh, this is the case. The collaborative process is one that is really spelled out by this organization called the International Academy of Collaborative Professionals, which is oftentimes referred to as the acronym IACP. 
Uh, you could look this organization up, find their webpage, uh, read a lot of the information that they have about collaborative practice on their webpage, but the collaborative process is unique. It's different. Uh, it's sort of a new creature, if you will, in a lot of ways in the realm of family law. And, and lawyers who uh, do collaborative practice, uh, what they generally do is join a practice group, right? So if you go to the IACP webpage, you can look state by state, and you can see the collaborative practice groups uh, throughout the country that exist. And in most states, uh, there's at least an organization, maybe a few, and obviously this can vary state by state, and you can definitely check it out. But collaborative practice uh, is composed of these uh, uh, practice groups, and practice groups are really an, an organization of really uh, folks who are working together to really facilitate collaborative practice, and, and there are collaborative lawyers who are part of these groups. Uh, mental health professionals are typically part of these groups, and they serve in the role of uh, a divorce coach or a child custody specialist, and finance professionals become part of collaborative practice groups, and they become what's called a financial neutral, and they really help with the financial side of divorce cases, which obviously can be cumbersome for parties, particularly the more assets uh, there are out there. So in the collaborative process, right, it's, it's different than just a typical uncontested divorce. Um, in a typical uncontested divorce, right, both parties have their attorney generally, although in some instances parties might try to do it without attorneys or maybe one party has an attorney and the other doesn't, um, but they're trying to reach a settlement in, in really an informal way uh, simply through the use of attorneys or sometimes, again, parties try to do this uh, without attorneys and they try to work it out and, and maybe do the settlement paperwork themselves, which is sort of riddled with dangers uh, lots of complexities and problems in terms of the drafting of these types of agreements and even getting a judge uh, to approve these kinds of settlements because parties have to do the paperwork uh, in an appropriate and legal uh, manner for judges to approve these types of settlements. But contrast that with collaborative practice. And in, in, in collaborative practice, what happens is both parties have an attorney, but the representation's on what's called a limited scope representation, which means uh, the attorneys in the case are simply hired to do a collaborative divorce outside of court where the parties try to work out a settlement before the divorce or the family law case is even filed, right? And the hope is that the parties are able to reach a settlement in, in meetings that in essence take place between the parties and their collaborative lawyers, okay? And contrast this with the typical uncontested divorce where really – uh, any lawyer can do these types of cases to do a collaborative divorce through the procedures set forth uh, by the International Academy of Collaborative Professionals. Lawyers are supposed to receive some training, and the training is mediation training, which is typically 40 hours of mediation training, and then lawyers do interdisciplinary training, which is training about the collaborative process in terms of how it works. And, and generally, this is 16 hours of training, and the lawyers then become part of a practice group, which is part of the IECP or the International Academy of Collaborative Professionals, right? So it's a, it's a unique process. And then in addition to both parties having their collaborative lawyers present at these meetings, uh, these professionals come uh, into the picture as well. So in almost every uh, collaborative case, 
or I should say at least most collaborative cases, there's what's called a divorce coach, which is a mental health professional who attends these meetings, who helps really facilitate the conversation between the parties to ensure that people are communicating in a way that's amicable and that's in the spirit of settlement. Uh, in some cases, right, there could be complex custody issues in play, right? Take situations where maybe the kids have special educational needs or unique circumstances. Uh, a child custody professional can come into the picture and help the parties work through the complex custody issues that might uh, be in play in the particular case. Also, a financial neutral is oftentimes needed in a collaborative case, and, and a lot of individuals might ask why. Well, look, the devil's in the details in terms of any settlement, and this is where a lot of divorce and family law cases get tripped up. In other words, both parties might want to settle, uh, conceptually, they don't want to have to have a contested case in court. They don't want prolonged proceedings. But a lot of times, parties can get hung up on the details, right? And it might be the financial details. In other words, parties might disagree on uh, tax issues. They might uh, disagree in terms of what a home or business might be worth, right? Uh, they might have concerns in terms of various assets from you know, the 401Ks uh, to the IRAs and the various implications that might be out there in terms of how these assets are divided. So financial neutral can be used to help put together the financial information so the parties are able to make uh, an agreement in terms of uh, settling their divorce matter outside of court. So collaborative process, again, very unique. Again, it's specific procedures set forth by the IACP, and the procedures, again, involve both parties having a lawyer who is a member of the IACP and has received the mediation training and the interdisciplinary training. And then on top of that, right, then you have these other professionals like the divorce coach, the child custody professional, and the financial neutral who can help in the process. And, and this is totally different than just a typical uncontested case where parties are trying to settle outside of court. And again, maybe they have attorneys, uh, maybe they don't have attorneys, or maybe one of them has an attorney and the other party doesn't have an attorney because, for those of you that don't know, an attorney cannot represent both parties in a divorce matter. That would be a conflict. So your options are both parties have an attorney, uh, one party has an attorney and the other doesn't, or the parties try to resolve the case themselves without an attorney. Uh, but that can obviously be very difficult for a lot of parties, and it can be difficult for them to meet the legal requirements needed in terms of putting the paperwork together and getting the judge to approve on a settlement. And so going back to the original question, can any attorney help with a collaborative divorce? Well, practically speaking, if you're trying to do a collaborative divorce in terms of the guidelines set forth by the IECP, the answer to that question would be no. If you're trying to do a, quote, collaborative divorce, then what you want is a lawyer who's gotten their mediation training, who's gotten their interdisciplinary training, and you want a lawyer who's a member of the International Academy of Collaborative Professionals. Now, if an individual opts just for an uncontested divorce, which isn't a, quote, collaborative divorce, then sure. Lots of attorneys who do, who do divorce and family law can help with a, a, just an uncontested divorce or a non-contested divorce, whatever you want to call it. But a collaborative divorce is a different creature, is a different animal, and it's a really unique uh, uh, sort of niche in family law, which is different uh, than a lot of attorneys are really accustomed to practicing it. And so, again, if you want more information about collaborative practice in terms of how it works, uh, look up the International Academy of Collaborative Professionals. You can go to their webpage, 
There's lots of good information on that webpage as well about collaborative practice, and it can really help break it down for you. On top of that, there's a couple other resources you could check out, uh, which is uh, Stenge Law Firm's blog, collaborativedivorcerepresentation.com. There we've put together a lot of information on collaborative practice to try to get uh, information out there to individuals who are interested in collaborative practice. And then on top of that, you can lastly check out a webpage uh, which is MissouriCollaborativeInstitute.com. This is a practice group here in Missouri in which several Stenge Law Firm attorneys are member, members of. So we're proud members of the Missouri Collaborative Institute, and there's a lot of information there as well. And the Missouri Collaborative Institute is a part, or one practice group, if you will, within the International Academy of Collaborative Professionals. So again, a very interesting topic. Uh, hopefully this sort of breaks down what collaborative divorce is and how it's different from a typical uncontested or non-contested divorce. So that's the topic here today. Again, go on over to collaborativedivorcerepresentation.com. Check out the article titled, Can I Hire Any Attorney for a Collaborative Divorce? The date of that article is November 4th, 2018. Well, thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned to our next episode coming up on Family Law Talk. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Family Law Talk with Kirk Stangey. Visit StangyLawFirm.com for more about today's topic or to put Stangy Law Firm to work for your family today. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision that should not be based solely upon advertisements. Neither the Supreme Court of Missouri or Illinois reviews or approves certifying organizations or specialist designations. The information you obtain on this podcast is not, nor is it intended to be legal advice. You should contact an attorney for advice regarding your individual situation. We invite you to contact us and welcome your calls, letters, and electronic mail. Contacting us does not create an attorney-client relationship. Please do not send any confidential information to us until such time as an attorney-client relationship has been established. And finally, past results afford no guarantee of future results, and every case is different and must be judged on its own merits. Kirk Stange is responsible for the content. Principal Place of Business, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450, Clayton, Missouri, 63105.